dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Happy New Year. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. 88. 88 of them things. We Jay Rice it up in here this morning. Man, 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 man. Get the energy up in here. Yeah, man. Gotta bring the energy, man. We taping this on a Saturday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got the energy up. That off day tomorrow <laughs> gonna be nice. Get ready for school Monday. Uh, Shit. I think we've earned a lazy Sunday to kick 2018 off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, man. So speaking of the new year, man, how was Q Year's Eve? Man, Q Year's Eve is always it's A one service, man. They treat me like I'm like I'm like 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 they flew me in. Okay. But I live down the street, so <laughs> they they always have a great time, man. Uh, so let me tell you, this is funny. So I get there early, like 12 in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to set up, and hopefully I can get in this room early and get a nap in. Ain't that great? Man. You, 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 you plan something, you take care of business early so you can chill and then not be rushed. Yeah, it was perfect time. I got everything set up early and didn't have to rush. I can make everything real clean. Like I, That's one thing I, I've been doing just on some internal I guess motivation, whatever my last, like usually that's my last gig for the last five years of the year. So like I, I take the time to like make it beautiful. Like the chords ain't just laid <laughs> out. I spin them around the pole real nice and get it, just get everything real clean. And, uh, you know, when I'm there, cause I was checking in at like one thirty, So it was, you know, I had plenty of time to get set up. So I get set up, I get checked in. Everything's good. It's just freezing. It's freezing cold, like two yeah, degrees. We're going to get into that. So, I'm back and forth um, downstairs, like, seeing what's going on because I'm not really napping. I'm kind of watching this uh, Browns-Steelers game and, and 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 watching this debacle that these Browns was doing. But uh, I finally get down there, and they, they're setting up the surfing turf, right? <laughs> so the nigga in me, I said, hey, uh, I'm the DJ, and uh, I'm not going to have time to eat when this is going. I'm like, any chance I can get, like, a styrofoam for me and my wife? Put something up, take it back to the room. I'll have it afterwards. The dude was cool. He was like, I got you. He went back, grabbed me two styrofoams. Before anybody even digging <laughs> this thing, I got one full of steak, one Ooh. full of salmon, baked potato, couldn't even fit in the styrofoam. It was so big. I'm like, I'm not even going to fool with that because that's going to be a whole process. So we literally just had one thing full of salmon and one thing full of steak and tore that thing up at 3 in the morning. So it was oh, it was great. Shout that, out to the Q's, man. That post-party food <laughs> is the life. Man, didn't have to go nowhere. That's, that's what the plan was. It was like, I'll be hungry during the event to be done and in the room and heat up this steak and salmon and call it a meal. So Man, man, man. Always a great it. time, man. They party hard. Everybody, you know, gets a room and chills out. They... Even with the weather being what it was, man, they still over two hundred people in there, and it was it was it was great, man. I had a great time with the cues, man. Open bar, <sighs> they they set me up right next to the bartender, so I could literally tap him like, "Hey, let me get one." So me I had way too many drinks, <laughs> way too many. So it was, so my New Year's Eve, I worked club bases. Shout out to my people, yeah, out yeah. There. Pretty good turnout, not the turnout that it was last year when the actual ball dropped, but uh, after talking to them. 
later on, I guess they just went all the way up until like 5.30 in the morning. So Ooh. that's good for them, man. I'm glad they had a good turnout out there. I couldn't hang that long. Man, I, when I, I, when that I hear that, no all, all, all I think about is three to four minute songs for <laughs> hours. Like, like, is the DJ switching up or he just riding through the night? Riding. You playing, you, you playing everything. You playing everything. Yeah, shout to all in doing doing sets like that, brother. Hey Ooh. man, hey, knock it out, brother. Now this, uh, <laughs> the counterpart of mine, uh, aka the wife. <laughs> you know, she's not a big club person. She's like, uh, uh, I'm not gonna call her a homebody, but she likes to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Her small circle. Yeah. Whatever. So her and her girls get up, they hang out a little bit. I get home a little later than normal. She's not even home yet. I I text her when I'm leaving the club, like, yeah, I'm on the way to the crib, blah, 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 blah. She was like, all right, I'm still over so-and-so's house. I'll be there shortly. Yeah, all right, cool. I get home. I'm saying it's a good, like, two in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm raiding the fridge, cranking up the heat. Like, oh, she ain't here? Cool, I'm going to crank this heat up. Let right. me get warm while she ain't yeah. here. Then turn it down when she get Right. You know what I'm saying? I start watching uh, Star Wars on Netflix. I'm chilling. She <laughs> finally gets home. I'm like, what up? She's drunk as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, are you drunk? Just a little bit. So fast forward, New Year's Day. I wake up like eh, about 8.30 or whatever. She KO'd. I go in the living room, watch a little TV, make me some Eggos. <laughs> it's like 10.30. We're supposed to get some, uh, watch some Breaking Bad until the uh, college football games jump off. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you trying to watch this? Uh, give me, like, 20 minutes. 20 minutes turns into five more hours till she <laughs> finally leaves the bedroom. I'm like, are you hungover? Just a little bit. <laughs> that party party into, hardy. Yeah, that turns into she didn't see any of the bowl games. She was done though, dude. Yeah. So when I talked to her the next day, like, really? We barely talked that whole day. And we were right there next to each other because she was done. So I was like, what the fuck was y'all doing last night? That I don't know, a couple bottles of wine. I was like, well, how many of it was y'all? Just four. It's like, so how many bottles of wine did y'all have? Probably like five or six. I'm like, what? Putting them back. I'm like, bruh. Yo, that wine sneak tripping. up on you, man. I've been, that's been like, I've, I've slowly been dabbling with wine more and more. I'm and trying to get introduced man, to it. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying hard. A wife is in love with it. And I, you know, I look at it like, you know, I I, I could put a, a bottle of wine back like a pitcher of Kool-Aid. You yeah. know, that's how I feel when I drink wine. So, so I'm trying to just sit there. That over miss, cuz. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm out like, man, wine is it's, it's, it's becoming a, I guess, an older thing. When you start getting older, you start dabbling on, like, I'm tired of having this hard liquor every yeah. weekend. So wine will get you, though. It'll get you there. Get you. Yeah, and creep man. up on you, man. But it's cold as fuck. Yo, freezing. You said something about Netflix, man. I've been so cold yesterday. I was supposed to get up and do a couple things in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm about to put this Dave Chappelle on. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. The wife trying to go to the post office and da da da. da. I'm like, hey, I watched the baby today. <laughs> my I'm turn. Right yeah. here. So my this turn. is what's happening at my dojo. This is something you want to uh, remember when you venture yeah. into this home ownership lifestyle. <laughs> It's not everything is cracked up. Right. So, all right. We have a uh, filter for the furnace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm changing it you know, on a regular basis. Probably not as much as I should. Right. But my, my, my uncle says every first of the month. But. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't go as well for me. So I changed the filter in the hallway where I thought this was the filter. Uh-huh. 
Come to find out after research, it's like, because I'm like, man, this heat's been on all day and it's barely above 68 degrees in here. Like, Oof. yo, we got it cranking. Yeah. And it just won't get hot. It's right. warm. It's not hot. Right. I want it hot. It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. it's one degree. It's negative. Walk in like, oh, that's too much. I'm trying yeah, to stand. Exactly. <laughs> so come to find out, there's two filters inside my furnace, which I didn't know. So it's this door on my furnace that like I'm reading the layout says there's a door. I can't get the door open. So I pry the door open, <laughs> find there, yes, there are two filters in there. And when see how black my phone is? Yeah. That's what the filter looks like. <laughs> So, I changed the filter. Miraculously, it gets up to 75 degrees in the house. Oh. Just like that. Off a filter, huh? Off a change filter, dude. And then. That's, yeah, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> wife had went to the grocery store, about to cook some quesadillas for the boy. Like, good job. I'm about to make you some quesadillas. I even got you a little beer. I'm like, all right, thank you, dear. You know, we're going to watch some TV. We're going to hang out. You, you knocked it out. We good. I even went to uh, Home Depot, got some mats to go underneath to get the draft out. <laughs> got a little plugs because I was doing my YouTube search and was like, yo, if you extra have extra drafts in the house, use plug-ins on the uh, plugs against the wall. Right. So you put your hand up like, oh, yeah, it's cold air coming out. Put a plug in there, no more cold air. So I'm all about it. I'm like, yo, we're not going to be freezing. She turns on the water. No water, bro. Uh, Frozen pipe game. Uh, Thank the heavens they didn't bust. But yeah, we couldn't wash so dishes. Because the heat shit. wasn't getting up, they started yeah, freezing. Yeah. Mm. So open up the cabinets, take everything underneath the cabinets out, because you know that's where you put your garbage bags, your grocery bags. Right. It was a nightmare, dog. So <sighs> I had a space heater under there. I'm trying to unthaw the pipes, bro. It's a pain in the ass. Damn. Moral to the story is, it's cold as fuck. <laughs> I don't know how long I could do Ohio, dog. I've been saying that like, man, I'm going to move out of Ohio one day. This time, I'm for real. Yeah, like, when it's you, an option. When you have a winter like this, I was sitting with the kids, and it, it, the news, how you know how they, sh- they show like record, like the record high, record low. And we was hitting an 88-year-old record this past week that we cracked. And then we also was cracking, I think, Friday, a 100-year-old record of like – High, low, or whatever they said, low, low, high, or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, this is the kind of winter where I Facetime Smoke, and this nigga got the top up, the top down, <laughs> short sleeves, at red lights, looking at sundresses walk by, like damn. And I'm like, bro, I can't even really see you that well because all this smoke coming out of my mouth because it is so <laughs> cold and it's blocking the Facetime camera. You out here, sunny LA, it's like. Yo, it's about that time. Bruh. Put a plan and put a plan in motion. <laughs> Dude, planning, planning is definitely mm-hmm. happening, man. Because this winter has been, and it's only January. Yeah, like normally it just don't kicking get like out. this till February, right? Like it'd be like that random cold couple weeks in February. But I feel like if this the case, we better be jumping by the end of February, March. It better be fifty five. Man, I'm gonna need a couple hope, of those. Let's hope so, man. <laughs> man so Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, a little man. bit of backlash from my homie. People not familiar with Michael B. Jordan. He starred in Creed. He played Wallace on The Wire, mm-hmm. was on Friday Night Lights, actor, and he's in the brand new Marvel movie, Black Panther. And uh young dude definitely doing his thing, actor, but he's catching backlash. Yeah. Shout out to my wife, man. <laughs> my wife 
So, 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 okay. <laughs> the backlash is basically that people are saying he's in Black Panther, but he's dating a white woman. Now, the wife's the wife was posting about it all morning, right? I saw four or five posts about it. Black women rants. Yes. So I finally decide that it was a great <laughs> idea to say, man, what you been talking about this morning? <laughs> when I tell you it went from a, a soft whisper to her sitting up on the bed going, yeah, yeah. I mean, going in. And like, so what I did learn from all this, why are they even doing this? And he played a villain. Yeah. Played a bad guy. He, he, he supposed to hate the villain. <laughs> so, man, it's, it, it's dumb, man. Like, like, you brought up a great point. You know, I don't want to steal your punchline, but oh, I have yeah, to. Brother. You brought up a great point. Y'all ain't bitching about Serena being married to no white dude. Facts. And y'all ain't really, I mean, to even to even go that route, man, it's like just bitter. Bitter yeah, black bitter. shit, man. That, bitter. It's, it's, I'll, I'll bring it's, up this point, man. One, I got a couple points. It's 2018, man. Man, facts. Get over it. Get over it. This is, it'd be different, like, if it was people, like, that were born in the 40s and 50s who really went through like super segregation and just downplaying and was a part of the civil rights movement. But it's 2018. Get over it. Yeah. Bang who you want to bang, love who you want to love. If they white, black, purple, blue. If you're you're gay, if you like dude, you're a dude and you like dudes, you're a chick, you like chicks, whatever. What you eat don't make me shit. It don't faze me. Exactly. Like, get over it. At all. And number two... This chick bad. <laughs> right. You had like, he shot a bad shot. Like, hey, she's banging, right. son. Like, like uh, good job. Close your eyes and picture sunny L.A. with palm trees and, and rooftop parties. They're like, that's probably how they went down. Like, Yeah. <laughs> those type of chicks. And number three, and the biggest point of all, even bigger than her being bad as fuck. <laughs> if it wasn't for interracial marriages relationships or sex you wouldn't have great people like president obama you wouldn't have a great person like halle berry or <laughs> even dj kill Kev. that's what i was just about to say i was about to say you acting like the 25 to we'll say 45 generation was the first mixed folks around like right. people got grandparents that was mixed and you know it ain't like it's something new like my wife was just on, on such a rant like she like She's like, we don't give a fuck about that shit. We got, we about to marry princes and shit. <laughs> like, we over there killing it. Like, she was just, I mean, it was one of them rants to where I'm like, man, why did I even open my mouth to add? I could have just did my own research and figured it out. <laughs> but when you when you really think about it, like, why is this even brought up as a topic when when really, you can really say over the last, well, I would say social media years, it seems like, if anything, we've learned so much about so many other people through social media and through people, how people live their lives, like you, we've learned so much about. Unfortunately, we got to bring it up, but transgenders, like it's, mm. it comes up all the time. We learn about the LBGT. You hear that once a month on something, you know. So back in the eighties, we outside, we ain't we ain't uh, checking our phones at every red light, you know, and yeah. all that. So you you get exposed to so much more that it should be like number one. Why does it bother you that someone else is doing anything? Right, and it ain't like he the first one or or, no. or, or, or or some new shit. Like, so what? Like, I, I'm sure other people in the Black Panther movie that's either A, banged a, a, another race or with another race. Yeah. 
Hey, not not knock it out the park, brother. She bad. <laughs> Red. She bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I uh like I remember as a kid, and my mom has changed a lot over the years about her opinions on this. Like the whole you don't bring no white girl up in my house. But now my mom is, for lack of a better word, matured and understand like it's 2018. I'm married, though, so it don't matter. Right. I'm, not, I'm not bringing nobody <laughs> home besides the wife I already got. <laughs> So, but I'm just saying, like, she, w- I don't think she would be like that today because yeah. it's a different time. She came up in the in the 60s and, you know what I'm saying, my mom is light-skinned and, you know, the things that she went through as a kid being uh, one of three black kids at her high school and one of the other black kids at her high school was her sister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the experiences that my mom had and people of that generation had are totally different from the experience that people are having today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people talking about boycotting the movie. Let me tell you this. I'm going to see Black Panther several times. Yo, I know the day. Because I know that shit going to be banging. <laughs> I, I know it's middle of February. I asked the wife. I said, so after all, like when she got done with her rant, I was like, so we got to go open at night? Or like, <laughs> can we hit the matinee at least? Like, <laughs> I ain't trying to be in there at 10 o'clock with these hoods. Because <laughs> they're going to be wearing all black and trying oh, to turn man. up. It's going to be. It's gonna be niggered out. She, I'm telling she you. She told me though it was funny. I got a I got a black bubble vest that she hates, and I wear it like once a year. And I've been wearing this thing for like eight years. Like I just keep rocking it at least one time, and then when it's cold out. So she and her rant going in. She like you wearing them black sweats, you wearing them black ones, and you wearing that bubble vest. I'm like, <laughs> well, all right. I guess I guess yeah. I guess I got to turn up for the other side this week. So, Man. but I was gonna say like even my experiences being. You know, raised by a white mother, and in the eighties, like like I can remember going to Cub Foods and being in the store with her, and every aisle people looking like you've got to be adopted, like or <laughs> she, she she she's a nice lady for calling that number, you know, like that's how it felt. It felt like it felt like motherfucker just judging you because you walking around with somebody, and it was like I can just remember even mumbles and people scowling their faces, and it's like. That was the '80s, and, right. and 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 like you say, we're in 2018, man. And it's like people aren't even paying you no attention like that, right. no more. So it's like you just jumping on the fact that you have a, a certain feeling or emotion about interracial anything to be jumping on that man. He probably uh, this ain't no new relationship. I think they've been together for a minute. I yeah. mean, like. At least it ain't like been like weeks or months, you know. They've been together, and it's like, let that man live, man. You know, he in the Black Panther movie. Let's yeah. just let's just ride that wave. And she bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no denying it. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Maybe if Terrible, you were bad, man. maybe he would choose you. The wife was like, no one's boycotting this shit. Hell no. So I definitely not yeah. boycotting that. Man. Don't sound like I am either. Sound like I'm <laughs> for front and center. I'm just, the, I'm just the driver, man. I'm just the driver. <laughs> man, so we got the national championship game popping off on Monday. We got Georgia yeah. versus Bama. I will say that Oklahoma-Georgia game was fucking outstanding. Man. What a great game, dude. I'm sorry Oklahoma lost. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, even though he planted a flag at Ohio State. <laughs> but I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. I will say this. They lost the game because the defense is trash in Big 12. They don't play any defense. But this is two plays that stand out to me in that game. Mm-hmm. When they uh, Oklahoma goes up 17 okay. on when uh, 
the, they do the reverse pass yeah. to Baker Mayfield, catches a touchdown. That was, that was nasty. That was super dope. <laughs> super dope. That was nasty. And me knowing football and sports in general, especially college sports, runs happen. Mm-hmm. And shit, after watching the Super Bowl from last year, shit ain't over till it's over. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, they got they up 17. They Gucci. They they should be Gucci. When they squib kicked it, mm-hmm. and that outstanding job by who, whatever the player's name is on Georgia to catch it, and they're already at the 50. Yeah. And then get a chunk play for like 15 yards, and the kicker nails that kick to cut the lead from 17 to 14. 17 and 14 points are enormous yes. differences, dude. Yes. Huge differences. Yes. Two possessions versus three. It's crazy. And a game in the, where the final four teams, you know, supposed to be legit. Legit. <laughs> that play right there, that stands out. And when they go for it in overtime, Oklahoma goes for it in overtime, when they run the jet sweep with the running, with the quarter uh, wide receiver. They run a jet sweep with the wide receiver. When your running back has over 200 yards rushing, you you tricked yourself. Yeah. And I knew the shit was coming because you got underneath center. You're never underneath center. You're a a zone read type of offense. You're a shotgun offense. So they're alerted to, hey, be ready. (laughs) Something's coming. Because you know why? Because you got them with the trick play because that's the same formation y'all lined up in when y'all scored the touchdown to Makefield. Mm-hmm. So they were ready. But, they were aware. For, for they knew unusual. something was going to happen. Yeah. You gave it up. So you just run your regular offense. If you don't pick up the first down, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you doing that play stands out to say, hey, man, that's a bad call. And I'm not a person that gets on coaches for bad play calls and things like that. I'm a person about execution. But that play right there stands out to me in an alarming way because you ran that formation. You got them once. Mm-hmm. You're not getting them twice, dude. Yeah. They're alert. They're ready. They're in overtime. They want to win just as bad as you do. And, Coach, as great of a game you called against Ohio State, as great of a game you called in that whole first half to get you guys to that 17-point lead, that play right there cost y'all the national a chance to play in the national championship game. The squib kick is one thing. The dude from Georgia just made a great play. Yeah. He saw the squib, he landed on it, got them in field goal range. That's the credit to them. But right. that that yeah. sweep to the wide receiver, it was not sexy. <laughs> I spent four years in the Army in Oklahoma, so I was torn literally because I was rooting for Oklahoma because like I can remember like them Adrian Peterson years Ooh. and like when I was when I was you know in the military out there like it's like just like here you turn the TV on there's nothing but sooner talk sooner <laughs> sooner sooner this sooner that sooner whatever so you know I was part of you was rooting for them and a part of me honestly man I was rooting for Ernie Johnson just just to get one off man he he been repping his he been repping Georgia every every team every basketball thing I've seen the last couple of weeks man so I was like rooting for him and then the game. My, my New Year's headache broke right on time because I was like, <laughs> got done with that headache and I was watching them games, man. And that was really a game where it was like, I didn't even really want to watch the Bama game like that because I was like, that was one of them games where it's like, that was that that Vince Young, yeah. um, uh, what's his name from USC? Uh, Reggie Bush. Matt, Matt Liner. Like, it was, that was one. I was at that game, by the way. Were you? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes. That's a moment. That's a, I, t- I, tell y'all, I tell y'all I don't know different yeah. pie. Crazy story from yeah, that thing. That's a moment. But <laughs> that was just one of them games where it's like, 
you glad you sat through that. Yeah. You know, you glad you didn't let no distractions come and you and you wanted to see that because that was, I mean, to go to overtime in a game like that and have to really get it. You know, it ain't no. And another thing about college football is like everybody gets a shot. You know, so yeah. so you got to go get it if you want it because they get a shot too. You yeah, know, so. I love the college overtime. I know yeah. a lot of people don't like it, but I think it, it's yeah, it takes a part of the game out of it, kickoffs and punts and everything like that. But you know. Was still in it, field goals, mm-hmm. and Georgia blocked Oklahoma's field goal after they pulled that dumbass jet sweep. Mm-hmm. Now with the uh, Bama Clemson game, I knew that outcome, hook, line, and sinker. Dude, yeah. Alabama was allowed not to play in the SEC championship game because they didn't play. They they lost, but they got healthy, mm-hmm. and I knew that was going to happen because you have to be able to pass to beat Alabama. Kelly Bryant is not a good passer. He's not half the passer Deshaun Watson is. Mm-hmm. He's a better runner than Deshaun Watson, but you can't run the ball on Alabama. No. You can't. And I was like, this game has 20 to 10 written all over it. It's <laughs> yeah. like, Bama's going to do enough, and then they're going to mail it in. They're not going to make, make any risky passes. Punt central, second, Punts, third quarter. We're going <laughs> to run the ball, we're going to bubble screen, and we're going to let our defense eat. And they could not do anything they couldn't do anything offensively they turned the ball over and that was a wrap dude and i turned it off middle of the third quarter when he threw the back-to-back picks like this game's (laughs) over dog you're not gonna trick play them you're not gonna hit an 80 yard bomb because it's somebody's not in the right position you're not click i'm going to bed i saw the game i needed to see right i was highly entertained for the day nick I'll see you guys next week on Championship Day. Nick Saban is chasing Belichick's coattails. I'm getting Bruh. tired. Like they just, I mean, you. It's one thing to be like mad that they're always there, but they had to get there, you know. So it's like no matter, no matter what, they had to play that semi game and they yes, had a sir. chance to lose. And five out of the last nine, uh, I think that, I think that's the ratio. Yeah. Is, I mean, like how how do you come up with a plan? Has, has Georgia Georgia to to get that off, and it's like man, it's gonna be a tough one. I just see I just see Saban's greatness coming through once again, and it's gonna be good coaching, good play calling, and ten point win predictions predictions. I got ten point win, man. Thirty one twenty one. That's way way higher than I would. Say. I think Bama I, Bama gonna get off early. I'm gonna say seventeen ten. Bama's team's gonna be low low. Like telling you, man. These, the physicality of Alabama is unmatched. The only team to run the ball on Alabama was Ohio State. The only team probably in the last five years to be able to run the ball on Alabama mm-hmm. is Ohio State with one of the best running backs now in the NFL. Four of the five offensive linemen on that Ohio State team are starting in the NFL. Yeah. So That's huge. It's, it, the formula is there. But do you have the players to do it? And Ohio State had the players on that night. We have four of those five offensive linemen starting in the NFL. Yeah. Two of them are all pros. Yeah. So that tells you these dudes is monsters. Y'all got monsters. We got monsters. Yeah. We had Zeke. <laughs> right. Period. But you, they got Sony Michelle and um Chubb, pretty good college running backs, but I don't think their offensive line. No. Is gonna be able to do what Ohio State's offensive line did to Alabama. No, and it's the Bama is just think about this. 
if they win, because they still have to play the game, yeah. this will be Alabama's second national championship without winning their conference. How about that? How about that? See, you already know my feelings on that. That man. shit's bullshit. Yeah, man. Like, why <laughs> Why even, like, prep for that? Like, I've sat down on the pod before, man. Like, why go through a season chasing a, a Big Ten or a SEC, anything, when really all you got to do is make sure you stay in the top six? Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. Especially, especially when your team like Alabama and Ohio State, for that matter, who gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. We get the benefit of the doubt. And then once you once you win that matchup, it's on you to take advantage of it. So I'm not knocking them, but I still think it's bullshit. I still don't think that it should be closed door meetings with a bunch of people that have inherited biases who basically work for ESPN to create these matchups. Mm-hmm. So what's they what want saying? us doing this right now? Yeah, exactly, complaining, bitching, and, and, and <laughs> you got us again. Yeah, and it's like. <sighs> Man, I can go on and on about this, man. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> right. Anyway, right. I man, want to do it. That's y'all. gonna do it, man. We got an uh, interview with the homie Marlon Wayne's man. Yeah. I was able to chop it up with him unexpectedly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So we're gonna play that right about now. So, but before we get up out of here, we gotta say thank you to everybody tuning yes. in the first pot of the year. Uh, shouts out to the homie Demarco. Yeah. Oh man, he's doing big things over there. Our bars beyond, man. Yeah. So uh, definitely check him out on uh, YouTube and everything like that. So shouts out to him, man. Yeah, shout out to Izzy, man. Gym City Pod always always posting and sharing us, man. And Absolutely. we appreciate the love. And that's uh, 2018, man. We we shooting all shots, baby. Absolutely, man. Hey. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. Let's check out Marlon Wayne. Let's go. Marlon Wayne's is back in the city in the biggest of bubble coats I've ever seen in my life. What's hey man, up, man? You better stop acting like you white and get up on get up on this. I know you know you a brother. I came up in this little little clinic y'all got. This is like a abortion clinic in here. I came up in here. Here it smelled like scalp and posners. Like your man with the dreads right there. Like he been. He been he got his um his uh what do you call it? his scalp wax you know you can sit between your girl's leg and she scratch your your scalp it smell like a scalp in here them dreads boy it's time to them smell dreads smell like they put him in he got him right before he went to jail for ten years and I'm not gonna cut him baby and he didn't. 2017, man, big year for you. Show on NBC, got the uh, Netflix special, a Netflix movie, right? Naked, right? Yes, sir. And you, uh, what else we got on top uh, of 2018? TV show, Marlon on NBC, Netflix, uh, Naked. 2018, I got my special, my first stand-up special. Uh, I don't know the name of it yet, um, but it's coming. I think they... <laughs> Talking about calling it wokish, I don't know, <laughs> but it's gonna be out in February on Netflix. It's really funny. Uh, it's just showing the world, hey, I do stand up, I do this, and yeah. uh, hopefully the world embraces it. And um, it's really funny. I'm proud of it. It's an hour and like seven minutes of just nonstop. Like I, I don't let the foot off the pedal. It's bow, 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 quick breath, and then bow, 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 bow. I just try to beat beat the hell out you with laughter, make you know, submit you into pain uh with laughter so it's really funny i'm proud of it uh, and that comes out i think in february on netflix so i'm looking forward to that um and then uh my tv show got renewed for a second season yeah 
Yeah, we gonna be somebody. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm excited. Nobody else. Is. Okay, and uh, that, that's gonna get renewed. Um, so that'll probably be on in April. And then we got a couple of movies that we're working on. Writing me and my producing partner Rick Alvarez, and we, we gonna. This is gonna be a. It's gonna be a better year this year than last year. And last year was an amazing year. Yeah, but man, you're I'm part focused. of this whole Netflix revolution, man. Well, with the I'm, movies you know, and everything. It, it's the place to go. Netflix is, you know, they 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 make they're making comedies. You know, not many studios are making comedies and respecting the art of comedy. You know, they, everybody's doing superheroes or big blockbusters, and you know, you go to Netflix and you you know they're making comedies, and um, it's a great place to land because you know they're in 193 countries. They have hundreds of millions of subscribers. You know, and they, no, it's cold. Imagine <laughs> going to the movies in this weather. You no. know, Netflix. Netflix and chill all day in Dayton come January. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Now, man, you I know. have nappy good hair. I'm confused. On the side. You got some Indian in you. Yeah, that, I, oh, I yeah, hate your old special ed yeah. ass hair yeah, having yeah. all that hair make me mad. <laughs> Do, be honest. You put the S curl in for like two nah, minutes. Nah, nah, not since high school. Two minutes. Oh, come on. If you did it in high school, you know you're doing it now. Nah, two man. Two minutes just so you look Dominican? Don't lie. Come on. You lying. No, bro. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. That's you. You still got it? A little something, something? No, mine is rat turds. I don't know. I don't know what this is. This look like somebody took the hair between my ass and my balls and did like this. <laughs> <laughs> now your show on NBC, Marlon, it's based off your life, right? Yeah, based on my life as an inappropriate uh, divorced dad that's just trying to keep his family together in the midst of a divorce. Um, what I love about the show is that it's a love story, you know, to to my family, and 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 uh, I think it's a love story to all families, you know, it, 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 because so many broken families. My show, even though it's based on a divorce, the show is not about breaking up. The show is about how do we stay together even though we're apart. And I think that is something that our community and, all, you know, not just outside of our our, our community, I think the human race mm -hmm. um, needs more of, you know, sometimes she piss you off, you I'm out, don't talk to me. <laughs> just email me their, email me their damn, their, their grades. <laughs> you see it? Yeah, uh, marriage, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, once you commit to having a family with somebody, I think if you ever break up, you should stay committed to your family. You should stay committed to that friendship. You should stay stay committed to that bond. And, you know, God's not finished writing your story. So, you know, you was you loved each other enough to make children, love each other enough to raise children because you're going to have grandchildren. This is an inter eternal thing. So your family is not a choice. It's something you have. You can run from it. But once you have children, you're in the blood. Yeah. So what's the biggest difference between a, a Friday show and then that Sunday night show when you're closing things out? Um, well, it depends. On Friday night show, they, they, they're wild, but they're tired. So it's like, yeah, hey, all right, woo. You'll find that that's probably your, you're probably going to be your drunkest audience besides like a, uh, oh, but sometimes the Friday night audience, they're listeners. So you can, you can go take them to deep waters and drown them. So, cause they're more, you know, they're not rowdy. Saturday night, they got more energy. Mm -hmm. They got some sleep. You know, the check is cash, you know, that they, <laughs> they spend it and they drunk. By the time you, if you do a third show Saturday, you're going to hear a whole lot of, woo! It's not, it's, it's, it's more like managing, uh, 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 you're a, a substitute teacher with jokes at that point. It depends. Some people, they, it's the third show is live. Like they listen. In comedy, you got to listen. All that, woo! Shut up. Don't, don't just shut up and laugh. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, 
I find is like one of the best shows because um, people are just it's Sunday and is they're listeners and they want to laugh and they want to feel something. And so it's not that party wild crazy shit. You get to talk to them and have a conversation with, with 350 people or more. And so your Sunday shows are more relaxed, but the laughs are real pure and real adult. You know, those are the churchgoers. You know, they went to church, <laughs> they prayed for you. So you may get some, mm, some slightly older audience, but sometimes you get that young crowd that missed you on Sunday because they wanted to party on Saturday. And so they're here on Sunday and they, they just going to listen in and laugh and give you Saturday laughs on a Sunday. Man, where do you find the time to actually be on the road? You got the TV show, you got your Netflix stuff, you're doing tons of writing, but you're also on the road a ton. You make the time. D listen, I'm, I'm. people go, why are you on the road? Why are you doing stand-up like this? You ain't got to do it. It's not about me gotten to do it. I love to do it because it makes me better. Doing stand-up makes me better in every facet of my career. And it makes me a better listener. It makes me a better communicator. It makes me a better uh, mentor, a better, uh, it, it taps into my spirituality, my motivational skills. Um, it, it allows me to, 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 to mature on stage, know where the laughs are. Not only if I'm doing a show in Dayton, but when I go too far, you know, how do I pull myself back? You, it teaches you to be present at all times. So when I'm in the writing room or I'm in the editing bay, I go, nah, take that joke out. Why? It was so funny. Yeah, but I think it's funny in New York and L.A. Mm. I, I don't know if they're going to laugh as hard in, like, Ohio. and No, nah, Ohio's hip, too. But they, I don't think they're going to laugh as hard in Phoenix. Yeah. No, they're not going to laugh. They, they're going to be offended by that joke in Alabama. So... And even though sometimes you go, you know what, F that. I'm going to say that anyway. I'm going to say it in a way that makes you, uh, it's like it makes you appreciate it. It's like giving a kid medicine, wrap it in some orange juice, and that's and then they'll take the medicine. So that's what I do with my humor. Yeah, man, you ain't new to this, man. You got like 40 movies. I'm an old young Negro. <laughs> you got 40 movies under your belt, no, 40 plus. Damn, yeah, I've been I've been doing this a long time, man. You know, I, I've been blessed to write and produce in a lot of movies, and I feel like as much as I've done, my best years are ahead of me. Like, I feel like 2017, I got kissed on the forehead, God whispered in my ear, and it's like, yo, go do it. And so now I'm, I'm just doing it. I feel it. Like, I feel something. Like, I feel like Keanu in the Matrix with things. is like when I'm on stage and I'm making people laugh and I'm listening to them. And now when I'm reading scripts and I'm in the writer's room, I'm like, oh, you know what's wrong with this? It's the story of this. We, we, let's work off the story. The jokes, it's crazy. As much as I love the jokes, I go, those going to come. What's the story? Mm -hmm. So now, once we have the foundation of a story, now let's build. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. The first special's ridiculous. I think my second special is gonna be even better. Everybody seen you do comedies, but the footage of the whole Richard Pryor thing was on YouTube a couple years ago, man. Is that ever gonna come, man? Um, you with know, you, because I, I know I, I other know. people have tried to do it. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I I only worry about the things that I can control, and everything else will drive me crazy. Uh, when I had the opportunity to go up for prior, I worked my behind off. I got it. Then, you know, director changed. I lost it. Then I had to go back in. I worked hard to get it. I didn't get it. Um, it went to Mike. And I'm not a hate, hater or a hateful dude. I feel like if that's what God has in that man's plans, so be it. You know, and I'm I'm fine with whatever the outcome is. They still haven't made the movie, so who knows? But I feel like, 
God prepares us for moments. So I could look at it any different ways. You know, I could look at it and go, you know, I'm glad I didn't do prior back then because now I'm a stand-up comedian. And now I know the journey of what it takes to be a stand-up comedian. And I know, looking at the script, where he's at in terms of the, 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 the material he's doing. Is it new material? Is it material that he's working on to, toward a special? Is, it, is he playing around at the time? Is he coming up with the material? Is he improvising? Uh, where is he at emotionally right before he walks on the stage? Every, now I see it like a scientist blended with the actor that I am. And I'm going, oh, if I get an opportunity to do this, I'm going to crush it. But if I do not, I feel like, once again, God prepares us for stuff. So I go, I started out on the prior journey wanting to be a great, right? I wanted to play a great. Mm -hmm. So I, it got me on stage because that's the actor in me. You know, I'm, I went to performing arts high school. I'm a method actor. Like, I know how to act. But not getting the movie, and I look at it and go, the purpose of it for my life was it brought me to the stage. My great hero prior, the GOAT, the idea of playing the GOAT got me, the fearful actor, to go become a fearless comedian. I started out wanting to play a great, and now I want to be a great. So I'm thankful to the journey. I'm thankful to uh, uh, Pryor, the legacy. I'm thankful to all the producers and Jennifer and everybody that, that, that had rooted for me. And I got it. Very thankful to Bill Condon. But I'm very blessed to be doing Marlon. And hopefully one day somebody will do the Marlon movie. Marlon Wayans, how can people stay in contact with you, boss? Uh, right now I'm on Instagram Live. We if live. You, we live right now. I got 760, 96 Nash, people. By the way. I'm on Instagram Live. Come right now. Instagram Live. What's your Instagram? One Kev Nash. One Kev Nash with the S curl. <laughs> no, and, no, and, no. And what's the brother with the Stink Dread? Stink Dread, what's your? ABC uh, X. Oh, that's too long. No, 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 no. What, what's your Stick? Sydney is funny. That's right. Sydney is funny. He's opening for me. Uh, Y'all seen him on Def Jam. Got that little stand ovation. <laughs> I'm hating on you. Um, <laughs> but um, y'all tune in right now. I am Facebook. I'm on Instagram live. Hit me on Instagram. I Facebook live sometime. Uh, so that's my Facebook fan page, Marlon Wayans. And tweet me. Right now, if you're listening to this, tweet me at Marlon Wayans. And I'm going to retweet you. I'm going to take a quick shout out and I'm going to say five shout outs real fast. So if you're on right now, I'm going to hit you with a, a quick shout out. So Big Sal from Denver, what's up? Jay Rocky, what's up? Carol S, what's up? O Stap, enjoy to you. Why? Peace.